Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. One. Welcome back into the program. What's popping here on Sports Radio 1430 The Buzz. Tulsa Sports Station. We had mentioned this yesterday. Grandmaster plan that has been in the works now. And we'll find out more about what that plan actually involves But yesterday, a marquee announcement was made here at the Gathering Place, and it involves one of my true passions, and that is the sport of soccer, more importantly, the Tulsa Roughnecks. That decision um, that was announced yesterday was the fact that they're moving in a different direction as far as ownership is concerned, and we have, well, the Kraft family in studio, Ryan and JW, and also on the line is uh, Korjeski. Now, I was not aware that Korjeski was actually a, uh, a former Tulsan. I knew that he went to OU, but uh, we now welcome in the executive VP of USL Championship, Korjeski, who's on the line. And Ryan and JW, thank you guys so much for taking a few minutes to come on with us here uh, this afternoon. Really excited about this announcement, but we'll, we'll allow Court to kind of take the reins here first because, Court, um, you and your work that you've done through soccer, we're very similar I read an article where you said that your passion first came about from that 94 World Cup. And I can remember going to the Cotton Bowl and watching Brazil and Bronco line up and hit that laser from about, what, 40 yards out to beat the Netherlands there at uh, at the Cotton Bowl. So our paths are very similar as far as soccer is concerned and the passion that, that evolved. So I can imagine that when in your position at USL and finding out that this ownership group is now in place here in Tulsa, that had to make not only you from your roots here in this city, very happy, but it had to make everyone at USL smile as well, knowing that the foundation is in place. And that's no disrespect to anything that's happened here previously, but that the hands of the franchise are, are really taken care of right now and they get set to move forward. Thank you so much for joining us, Cord. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you guys for having me on the show. And um, you, you said it very well. Look, yesterday was a moment of pride. Um, it, it was a moment of inspiration, I think, for all of Green Country and for Tulsans, many of us that have had a, a long, rich, and fulfilling history with the sport, uh, whether it be the Roughnecks back in the day, the World Cup, um, different touch points throughout the community. And we at the league office are extremely excited to have the crafts uh, on board um, because what you need with ownership is you need vision. And you have people that are willing to put in the work and care about the product. Uh, and what it means to the community. If you have those ingredients from the start, you're in a really good cha- You're in a really good place to, uh, to see success. I think you bring up a key word there, and that's vision. And that's one thing that I've been very impressed with. What has happened at USL, whether it's the championship level or moving on down throughout the various leagues, uh, even through the academy now, um, vision has been something that has been important to the league and the league's growth. Um, and that is something that you can speak to directly because you left a really good situation in Nashville uh, to become a part of USL. What made you believe in what that vision of USL was in moving forward to help expand this game here in the United States? Well, at the USL, we're we're about to celebrate our 10th anniversary. 2020 will be the start of our our second decade as a league, and what 
opportunity is that we see is the ability to cover the map with thriving professional soccer clubs. Um, we're different than MLS. We operate in different markets. We've got different objectives. Um, but there's there's no less sense of pride or opportunity that our clubs will have. And you mentioned the 94 World Cup. We also have another inflection point for the sport when in 2026 the World Cup comes back to the U.S. Uh, and North America hosts it. How do we maximize the next seven years to ensure that not only um, in New York, Chicago, and L.A., but places like Tulsa and Phoenix, Tampa, Indianapolis, San Antonio, thriving USL markets uh, can capitalize on that, that groundswell of support for the game and, and ultimately have clubs that communities are proud of. I think at times what gets lost, Court, is what the overall thought is of individual markets like Tulsa from the league's perspective. So from someone that's sitting in that chair, someone that has the roots here, do you look at the Tulsa market and you see potential that is unlimited? Uh, that's the perfect word for it. Uh, we're seeing thriving, successful clubs, whether it was well, what I had the opportunity to do in Nashville, uh, Cincinnati, some of their success, what's happening in Albuquerque, happening in Indianapolis. Um, fans want to root for, for, a, for a local team, and they want to be a part of a movement. Um, and that's what soccer allows. It's very inclusive, um, and it certainly has the club ethos. And, look, growing up here, of course, there's Oklahoma and Oklahoma State, and, and a lot of people watch the Dallas Cowboys on Sunday. But we need something that is Tulsa and somewhere, something that we can measure ourselves against uh, the, the rest of the U.S., the rest of North America, and ultimately globally. Uh, we need to think of this club no different than the big clubs in Europe. Um, this, is, this is Madrid and Real Madrid. This is Barcelona has FC Barcelona. Munich has Bayern Munich. Now Tulsa has the Roughnecks, and we have to get behind this club and support it and ultimately uh, drive it to, to, to a place where everyone has uh, a recognition and understanding and awareness of what it means for the community and how it, it it reflects us on the global stage. And court, the final one, I think it finally, you know, the outlets are in place to promote rooting. Uh, and that, that has been something that has been at the core of what USL has done is, is being able to promote uh, these outlets like Tulsa um, with people that grew up here to have something to grab a hold on and, and root for. And, for all the challenges that exist, whether it's in, you know, the demos of each individual city, because each city is different and has their own their own lifeblood, so to speak. It, there's been some glowing examples of places that I never in my wildest dreams thought that this sport could thrive. And it's thriving. You look at I mean, even before they moved into the Mercedes in, in Atlanta, look at what they were doing at Bobby Dodd. Look at what was happening right in front of you in Nashville. This is uh, this is such a important time for growth as far as this sport is concerned. It's a very special time, right? Um, but ultimately, it comes down to the people setting the vision, as I said, and, and understanding being in the community, being a part of it, uh, and understanding the opportunity that is there. Uh, and then it's going to take a lot of work and support from the community. It won't happen overnight, uh, but there is unlimited potential for, for, for a club like Tulsa. Court, I really thank you for your time. Thank you so much for calling in on this uh, as we'll shift the interview here to uh, the crafts that are in studio. Um, try not to uh, be a stranger to Tulsa. Welcome back home. Glad that you got to come back home for a little bit yesterday. And uh, thank you again so much. We'll be in touch soon. Thank you very much, guys. Congratulations, and uh, thank you for your support on the radio. Absolutely.
All right, so uh, we'll uh, shift now to in-studio. JW and Ryan that are here. First of all, congratulations, guys. What's the last uh, 24 hours been like for yeah. both of you? Yeah, thank you very much for having us. It's been, it's been thrilling. It's been exciting, and uh, it's great to kind of publicly unveil uh, something we've been working on for some time, and you know, the reception's been tremendous, and uh, now I think all the hard work begins, mm-hmm. so we're, re- <laughs> we're ready to go. There is all that hard work that goes in, you know, leading up to this, and then you have the press conference. Everyone's all smiles and shaking hands, and they're like, oh, well, that vision we had, now it's time to actually implement that that's going on. So you heard there from court. I'll ask both of you. JW, we'll start with you first. When you talk about intimate knowledge of of an area or of a city, uh, what what makes you feel like that you guys are in the perfect position to help move this franchise to a place that in your minds that you already have set but with, with, you know, the regional ties that you have and growing up here, what makes Tulsa special that made you want to dive into this project? Well, I think, you know, growing up here and, you know, raising a family here, living here, and seeing all the growth uh, that's happening downtown, uh, a lot of investment, it's people are choosing places to live where they want to, you know, where they want to work, where they want to live, and, and choosing communities, you know, based off the things that that city offers. And as we look at, you know, what sport can do for a community, um, giving them, a, you know, a, a reason to cheer, bring, you know, using that to bring communities together. You know, I think soccer, unlike, you know, any other sport, really lends itself well to that. And so the opportunity to, you know, take advantage of, uh, you know, take the opportunity to continue to develop this club and, you know, build it into something that Tulsans can be proud of, be passionate about. Uh, and another thing that um, you know, showing up, cheering for the Roughnecks um, is just something that seemed like a no-brainer. Brian, would any of this be happening without the, however you refer to it, rejuvenation, gentrification of the downtown area? Been growing up here and going to high school it just outside of Tulsa, there was a time when you didn't really want to go to, to downtown Tulsa. You know, you went to the convention center maybe to do a concert or even back to watch the old Oilers play, and then you got the heck out of town. That's not how downtown is anymore. Would any of this be happening without the commitment to the rebirth of this city that we've seen over the past decade? Yeah, I mean, I don't think so. I think the short answer to that question is no, but it's, you know, there's amazing things happening in Tulsa, and we're trying to tap into that as well and, and you know, keep that movement moving forward and, and um, keep it on the trajectory that it's it's already progressing. So tell me both about your uh, soccer's a passion sport. What is your passion level for for the sport, JW? When did you first realize that? Maybe not necessarily that you know this is the avenue that I wanted to go, but have you always been a fan of the sport? I have. Um, we you know our younger brother played all growing mm-hmm. up, uh, played in college. And, you know, I was a little older, so I didn't make the trips. But, you know, Ryan was able to join him on multiple World Cup uh, international trips. And so just and being in cities where you see matches, I remember, you know, back to the 94 games. I remember, uh, you know, playing basketball and getting off the airplane in L.A. and seeing all the scalp tickets and, you know, kind of <laughs> figuring out, like, hey, can I go do that? <laughs> um, so the, you know, I was in uh, – Got to watch the uh, France and the Belgium play um, in Paris, you know, last, I guess last summer, and it's just the excitement, you know, and what that can do, and you know, the fandom, and just you know, having friends grow up that have clubs overseas that they, you know, that they cheer passionately for. I mean, it's just, it's there's a sense of pride, uh, and you can't get help but swept up in it. Uh, and I think that you know, we'd love to bring that pride and passion to this community. Ryan, when was your first 
kind of moment that it hit you like, okay, all right, I can, I can see myself involved in this. I would, I mean, the Roughneck specifically? Or, roughneck or specifically, uh, maybe, maybe before that, when you were taking trips, watching your brother play all the time, did yeah. you ever at that point uh, think that, well, one day, you know, this might be, you know, a possibility, but it, do you look back and is that when the grassroots aspect in your mind started taking place of, okay, yeah, I enjoy this sport? Yeah, I mean, it's a beautiful game. I mean, it's the world's game. And, I mean, you know, we went to South Africa and we went to Brazil for those two World Cups, and you see the energy that it can bring um, and how excited everyone can get around this game. And it's, it's just an amazing, contagious feeling. So, um, you know, watching my brother win a national championship in, in college was an amazing feeling as well. And, I mean... You know, when you have that team that you really care about, it takes soccer to a whole new level. I mean, you know, people will complain or say, oh, soccer's boring, 0-0 zero, zero tie, 1-1 one, one tie, there's not enough goals. But if, if, you're, if you have that passion for the team, a 0-0 zero, zero tie game can be the most intense game there ever was. It's, it's incredible. Once you, once you really buy into the, to the, to that passion, then it's, it's just an incredible feeling. So. Tulsa's... I think unique in the in the standpoint of just the size that we are as a city. You look at at television ratings of what what they have been either for the women's cup or for the men's world cup or even what your average weekly rating is for tuning in. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Into the premiership. Uh, Tulsa is consistently inside the top 10. So you know for a fact that that passion is there. How do you dip into that, JW? Well, I think, you know, some of it's just getting out in the community and being sincere and honest and getting to know these people, you know, inviting them in. And, and you know, that's kind of one, reestablishing that dialogue I think is critical um, to let people know that we're serious about making this, you know, a, a world-class club. And, you know, I think, two, uh, we just got to do, you know, live up to our promises. So as we're out there doing things, we're going to improve the game day experience. Um, it needs to feel like a professional soccer and a professional sport. Um, and then we need to make some improvements on the pitch as well. So I think if you look at from game day um, to, you know, the team that we're putting out in the field, uh, as well as just the general community outreach and really bringing people in, those are kind of three of the main things we need to focus on. We were talking before we came on the air, and I asked you one of the first things that, that you were going to do, and you said, we're just going to listen. I think that's a, a pretty important aspect of this. What have you heard so far very early in the stages? And I know there's some focus groups that are coming up on this, but what, what are things that you've heard so far here since the announcement has been made? It's just massive excitement and optimism. Like I had to boil it down to two things. So, you know, like you said, we are a huge uh, supportive you know, community of soccer. I mean, it clearly shows up in the TV ratings. I mean, youth soccer, you know, I think there's over 10,000 kids that play in this area. Um, whether or not you're an empire uh, for a match on Saturday morning, it's, you know, the, I think the community, it's, you know, it's clear that they're hungry for something to be proud of, and they're just waiting. Um, and so I think everyone's kind of you know, cautiously optimistic to see what's going on. But the enthusiasm has been huge. Um, people willing to, you know, just, oh, my gosh, thank you. Like, you know, and I think, you know, that willingness to listen and just have those conversations, uh, I think 
I think the challenge is going to be there's so many ideas, you know, flying through right now. Yes. How, do we, right. how do we sit down and prioritize and, um, and, you know, have a chance for it to digest, right? So know that we are taking everything seriously and we're taking it to heart and, you know, it's going to take a little bit of time to get, you know, what is the plan kind of going forward and how do we, you know, what tactical steps we can make to improve. Yeah, the, the community aspect of this is, is so huge. I think it's, to me, it's bigger and that word is used more often in this sport than any other sport. Um, the, it's almost like a sense of, in a way, of their own ownership of it more than anything as you work from the lower levels up. Um, I, I felt like that there have been areas that have been missed in the past, obviously, and that areas that need to be improved on. But the one thing is for certain that you guys want this to be Tulsa's team, Ryan. I mean, you, you want them to feel like that they are taking a part in the ownership of this. And if they have any type of uh, opinions or complaints about something, you guys want to be able to hear from that and move forward to try to improve the experience for everyone. Correct. I mean, we got our first town hall scheduled for Friday with our supporters group. And I mean, that's the, that's the first step forward. So we're not wasting any time to, you know, really formalize the listening process and make sure that their voice is heard. And, and it just goes back to just the whole ethos of, of soccer in general, like you touched on. I mean, it's a football club or it's a soccer club. The, like the club is an important word. I mean, it's not just, you know, it's your club. It's not your team. So, I mean, we want to support all of our supporters and all of our members and make them feel that they're truly, you know, members of this club. And, I mean, it's just it's just a powerful, I mean, it's a powerful mission. So you We, we had Korczewski on. What's the communication been like from league level, JW? What's the excitement level been like? It's been, you know, great. I mean, we've been to, uh, been with the league, you know, two official times now. We were in Tampa earlier this year. Uh, we were down in Orlando uh, with all the other uh, champions owners. And so I'd say from whether or not it's other clubs and ownership uh, to whether or not it's the league itself, I mean, they're massively supportive. So the ability to sit down and talk, we had, you know, I mean, three weeks ago we were sitting down at lunch and Landon Donovan and Jay Heap, or at our dinner table with you know the two of us or lunch table and we're just talking players and all kinds of stuff so to have that level of just you know camaraderie and you know guys that have been in the sport for you know decades um, at all levels you know is a you know that's what's exciting I mean I think the league is there's no doubt they're on the up and up and we just got we have you know we've got to raise Tulsa and get us back on the same trajectory level uh, that the league's going and other clubs around the, around the country. It's a little bit difficult right now because you're trying to wrap up the, the 19 campaign. Uh, I know that things are moving quickly towards 2020 with you know submitting things and, and getting set. Uh, it's a constant movement inside of the league but once you have an opportunity to listen to the fans What's that next step as far as front office members are concerned, uh, making sure that you hire a staff? That that has been one of the, honestly, and Wayne can probably tell you this, is Wayne Farmer's over in the corner. Um, that's, that's one of the main things that you hear is that we want a full-time dedicated soccer staff that is going to pay attention to this, that has a soccer background uh, that can push us in the right direction. I know you know that as well as anyone on this. So is that the next step is – as you get set to build your team moving into 2020, besides on the field, there are a lot of moving parts that have to happen off the field as well. Yeah, for sure. Uh, we've you know launched a search, you know, national search for a team president, you know, for that person to run the day-to-day -day management, you know, has experience and can you know, execute on the vision that we you know help set. Uh, you know, the from ticketing to marketing, uh, sales, 
you know, there, you name it, we will, you know, bringing in people to be dedicated on that. It's it's crucial, and you know, I think that you know we're committed to seeing that happen, and it's you know not you know and it feeds on itself. I mean, it's clear that you know without investing in this club, you know, the result you're going to get the same results that we've kind of seen. So mm-hmm. we need to make some you know changes and. And I think, you know, everyone's been supportive of, of that. And that's back to the vision. And we just need, you know, we need to, you know, you know, the whether or not it's, you know, the fan support or the internal support. I mean, again, people is what makes this, you know, this team thrive. I mean, players on the pitch, coaches, you know, it's, a, it's generally it's just a people business. I mean, that's the product. And, and, you know, we need those passionate people that, you know, and I think also for that are right for this community, too. So I think the people that can understand, you know, again, how does you know Tulsa itself uh, lend itself to really embrace this type of club? Back to what we talked about, what's going on downtown, mm-hmm. um, and you know that kind of community, culture, and sport combination, uh, I think is where we kind of see the magic trifecta and trying to unlock, you know, a lot of excitement. I'm excited about what the future holds. Um, I think just on the outside, you guys in the brief time that we've known, I'm excited about the ideas, the concept that you guys have talked about on this. Um, and I'm excited to see what the, what the future holds for sure for this over under how many times you guys have already been asked about a soccer specific stadium. Are we in the hundreds yet on that? And not even from like the league level, but maybe even from the fans. Yeah. <laughs> definitely a question we get a lot. Of course. So, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, so we'll continue, we'll continue to play in White Oak field, uh, for the remainder mm-hmm. of the season, you know, next season. Um, but absolutely, we're working on plans for a soccer-specific stadium. I mean, it's there's no doubt that the experience, uh, the fan experience that you can, you know, unleash, uh, in you know one that's kind of built for um, you know, soccer. It, you know, it adds a lot of you know, just excitement and, and enthusiasm. So um, we'll, you know, it's again we'll be moving down that path, um, investigating, and you know, do our best to try and make that happen. No, you guys have got no, uh, other media opportunities, but uh, I really appreciate both of you coming in and sitting down. Uh, I'm sure we'll be having more conversations in the future moving forward uh, once we have more of the, the plan that is put in place. And uh, again, from someone that's been there since 2015 and calling every single home game, going on the road for the first two games, having a, I feel like sometimes I have a unique experience in seeing the other USL markets that were, that were there, uh, seeing what worked in some cities and what hasn't worked in the other. Uh, I cannot wait to see what you guys come up with. Thank you so much, and uh, congratulations as well on yeah, uh, purchasing the team. Really, Thank you very really much. Really appreciate it. SJW and Ryan Kraft will take a timeout. Uh, I'll put that up. On, I put that up on the podcast if I can learn to speak as well. Uh, that's available on iTunes, Google, and also on Spreaker. So be looking for that, and I'll push the link out on social media. We'll take a timeout and come back with more after this here on the Buzz.
With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.